Welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast, the place to learn field-tested, no BS tactics to growth hack your online business, and finally, live life on your own terms. Now, your host, Gael and Mark. Hey guys, welcome to the Authority Hacker Podcast. Today, I have Mark with me. How's it going, Mark? Great, thanks. Cool. So today, we're going to talk about uh, building to sell. And that is a strategy that is pretty interesting for people that are looking to generate cash fast. I mean, fast, you know, in the medium range. And the idea is to build websites and what we call flip them, i.e. sell them. And, you know, we're going to talk about that, but they can sell for pretty high multiples and generate uh, a decent amount of income for your company. And if you specialize in building them and selling them and kind of like cycling through that, that can be a very lucrative business. And today I'm basically going to ask questions to Mark because uh, he is actually a bit more experienced in that. And he actually sold our last company, uh, which was kind of similar, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, it was a uh, an agency business, uh, but essentially it's worked a very similar way. The the selling process, any kind of digital company, um, will the selling process will be the same. So. Okay, so who is this for? Is that for all our listeners, or like should some people just definitely? So um, even if right now you think there is no way in hell I'm ever going to sell this website, I'm going to hold on to it, make a monthly income from it, keep keep on it forever. You still need to listen to what we're going to say here uh, for two reasons. Um, one is things can change. Um, you never know when you might need some money. You might forget to pay tax and you know some big tax bill comes up. You might want to buy a house. You might have a divorce. You know All these things can happen uh, that will might require you to sell um, your, one of your websites. Um, and secondly... Doing many of these things, which is you know essentially preparing for sale, will help you even if you're not going to sell. So you know we'll get into oh. it, we'll get into a bit later. <laughs> okay. But things like systematizing your processes and um, you know making those able to be passed on easily. That's really really important, um, and it can help you a lot in the short term. Because if you know if you're not going to be bothered about selling it, you might think, oh, I'll, I'll do that later. And you get stuck in this kind of like, uh, you know, you be- you become the bottleneck in your own company if you don't address those those kind of things. And, and there are there are other options uh, as well. But yeah, I mean, everyone should pay attention to this, not just if you're planning to to sell. Okay, so you know, if your site's making money every month and you know paying your rent or whatever, um, isn't it a bit weird that you're trying to sell it? Like, it was the catch, you know? Well. Uh, not really. I mean, um, if you uh, you're right, you, if your site is making money, it's nice and stable. Great, you can keep that running and and make income from it. Um, but you know, you're you're able to sell it at the moment for. I mean, depending on various factors, something like twenty to thirty times uh, monthly profit. So you uh, twenty to thirty times multiple is the technical term for that. Um, and you know. That can so if you decide to sell today, that can get you access to a lot of cash. You know, even if you're making relatively modest amount of money, uh, like five figures a month, um, you know, you can make or even four figures a month. You know, you can quickly end up with a six-figure sum of of money in your in your bank. Like you know, 
in a couple of weeks' time. And that can be really uh, game-changing for a lot of people um, in, their, in their businesses because you know a, a lot of people, when they start their first site, it's not exactly built the, the correct way and there's you know, various things which they would have done differently if they're starting again. You know, this can be an interesting opportunity to actually start again but have you know, 100000 or $200,000 to, to do it with. And that's a complete game changer when you're, when you're starting out. Of course, you know, not having the security of that like, regular income is, is a problem. But you know, when you build a site and you get it to that level, when you've done that once, you know you can do that again quite easily so okay uh can you sell at any time though like should you just like when do you decide like okay now i should sell my website now is the time um well i guess there's 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 two ways of thinking about it if there's some kind of like actual need in your personal life to to sell it then obviously that's going to dictate you know when that happens if your if your goal from the start is to sell the website um, then the best time to start, uh, the best time to sell it is, you know, when the growth curve is like, you know, peaking, if that makes sense. So you don't want, you, you don't really want to be selling a declining business and you don't want to be selling something which is just stable. I mean, you can sell both of these, but you'll get a much higher valuation if you sell it, you know, when it's on a growth trajectory. So month on month, there's more traffic, there's more revenue, there's more profit, all the numbers are going up, then people will go crazy for your, your site. So that's that's the best time um, to sell it. What I would also say the flip side of that is like the worst time to sell it is when someone just makes you an offer randomly. Like if you're not used to dealing with lots of like these these big figures and someone comes along, you know, a competitor or whatever and says, Hey, you know, we really like your your business. It it happened to a couple of our friends actually. Um, you know, they flew them out first class to Miami. They took them out in their private yacht, uh, did all these whining and dining basically, then made them an offer um to kind of integrate their business and essentially buy them out. Um, but they, they didn't take it, you know, just because they got that offer and they were, they got all these nice things because it wasn't a good offer. So, you know, the, 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 the time to sell is when you're in a growth curve, when you're, when you're sort of at the top or when you think you're, you're at the top of that. Um, and that's when you can, you can get the most, most But if the site is growing, how do you know you're going to get a fair price until the growth, growth kind of stabilizes? Well, it's taken into account. Normally how they work is, um, They'll take the last three months of revenue and then average those three out. And that's kind of like the base number which they take as your multiplier. And the, if, if your revenue's increased in the last six or 12 months, every month, you know, if it's an upward trajectory, then the multiplier will be much, much higher than if it's flat. Okay. Uh, so that's, that's all I mean by that. But like I said, you can sell your site in any state, even if you have. No, no revenue. Although you're not going to get nearly as much money for that, obviously. Um, but if someone else could basically take that and you know do something with it, there's still value in in the site. Do you know how much you can sell a site without revenue? I I don't know the exact figures, but it would be less than less than what I said. Yeah. Twenty to thirty is for a profitable site, so maybe less than ten. I I I mean, if you if you well. 10 times zero. To, yeah, 10 times zero, zero. So you'd have to sort of figure it out in a slightly different way. But um, this, is, this is one of the, the things, you know, like if you do plan on selling, then 
you know, why not spend a couple of months like trying to monetize it much better and making more okay. more money from it? You know, that's probably a very very good way to so start. So you can't sell your your failed sites, essentially. Um, I'm sure. Look, you could uh, if you go to Flipper, you know, there's plenty of people selling domains and sites that make no money or hardly any money. Um, but you know, we're talking maybe a couple hundred dollars here for okay. these kind of things, and it's yeah. generally not worth it. Usually, you lose money on these. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so we talk about like the good time to sell. Is there any time to avoid as well? Um, well, the, the opposites of what I said. So you know, when you're when you're crashing, like if everything's going down, then people are generally going to be a bit weary. Like in any business transaction, like confidence is a big thing. I just have a feeling that if you replace the word site by stocks, it's like exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, it works exactly the same way. You know, um, essentially, when someone was buying your website, they have to trust you a lot um, in what you say and how you're presenting your company is is accurate. So there's all sorts of you know ways they can do that: monitoring, analytics, um, do, doing due diligence, which is when they, like a third party company will come in and uh, you know I did this with when we sold our agency. They, you know, I had to screen share. Uh, my screen with them and then we did all sorts of things looking through our bank accounts online like live and he recorded everything just you know to verify that what we said was true and um, of course it was so that uh, that's actually one of the reasons why you shouldn't exaggerate you know your figures at all just tell it how it is um, so yeah confidence ab- absolutely plays like a, a big role in, 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 in that um, yeah okay um, let's say you you actually feel like okay. Um, uh, uh, first of all, like, can you just like get a valuation without having to sell after? Like, can you say, well, you know, I'm just going to look at how much my website is worth. I want to go through the process. Yeah, I mean, you can. Uh, there are various companies out there that will will actually give you a sort of valuation. That's their kind of like these brokers. That's their lead magnet. Essentially, is will value your website for you, um, and. Yeah, you can you can get an an, an understanding of what it will be, but you know they, these companies uh, like Empire Flippers is one. They even say on their site, "Look, you know, if you have a profitable website and you know nothing's dodgy or anything, you know, you're gonna get probably twenty to thirty times multiple, depending on various factors." Um, so that's kind of like the the ballpark range to always be. Okay, I want to say as well, there's a lot of like kind of like instant calculators, you know, online. They are complete bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just let's just say that before someone comes back to us with a screenshot saying that their site is worth a million dollars. Um it's usually based on like Alexa rank. And this is very, very inaccurate. And most of all it's just not connected at all to the money the site makes, which is what is used for that kind of calculation. Um but let's say you want to sell, like what do I do? Okay, so the main thing you want to do before you sell is you want to maximize the value of your business. And, you know, at any time when you're running a business, you want to be maximizing value. So this is, this is why everyone needs to pay attention to this. Um, you want to, well, you want to sell your business while you're growing, as I said before. You get a much higher multiple on it. Um, declining businesses are seen as risky. Growing businesses tend to get snapped up very, very quickly. Um, as people think, you know, if they get in now, then they'll get even, you know, the business will be even worth more money in the future if they can keep it on growing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
The second point is you want to maximize profitability um, before selling. Because uh, as I said, valuations is based primarily on profit. So the last three months, the average monthly profit, the last three months multiplied by a factor of 10 to 20, you know, d- depending on this, this factor is depending on various other things. But um, yeah, you want to maximize profitability. And there's various ways you can do this. And there's various ways you can do this artificially. Uh, and you have to be a little bit careful here. Is this um, tricky? Like, are we tricking the buyer? No, not at all. Um, okay. Ma- maximizing maximizing profitability is making as much money as possible. Which, you know, unless you're a charity, most businesses exist in order to turn a profit, right? So, okay, you're you're essentially like, uh, uh, but a lot of the time people get distracted by like, okay, my goal is actually to get more traffic, or my goal is actually you know to get this amount of followers, or you know become part of this community, and that, and those are all great secondary goals and those are all great things to to think about and work towards but at the end of the day um profitability how much money you make is 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 everything in business and you know it's true for valuation and it should also be true as you're running your business you should be thinking about this as i said there are ways to sort of artificially boost this even further like you know for example if you're running an authority site you can start doing, you know, email promos every single day and just like hammer home lots of the same offers that convert really high. And, you know, maybe they're a bit more spammy, but, you know, you, you, you hammer them for a little while and you can often see like quite a surge in, in revenue based on that. But it's actually might be a bit detrimental to your business in the long run. Um, if you, you know, it's burning out the list or, you know, you're, you're losing some trust. Or, so should you do it? Uh, if you want to sell it, it's it's again, it's it's up to you. Probably you should do that to an extent, but you know, um, you have to be careful as well that your business isn't sold until it's sold. And if no one buys it, and then you mess up the, um, you know, your your trust with your your customers, and then suddenly like the next month you lose, you know, like a massive amount of subscribers, and then everyone stops buying, then you're suddenly in this downward trend, and it's a it's a bad thing for your company. Mm-hmm. It's a bad thing for the sale as well. So, you know, there's certainly a balance to be to be thought about there. Um, I, I think more than more than that, more than trying to sort of skew the numbers, is it, it just it's something you should always be thinking about. If you're not making, you know, if there's if there's areas which you can, you know, quickly boost or quickly increase revenue, um, you need to be asking yourself, well, why aren't they already like at a Good rate, you know. What am I doing? What am I not doing there that I should perhaps be doing in my business? Am I sending enough email promos out? Am I monetizing as as much as I could be or should be? Have I tried, you know, these channels or these offers? You know, um, so yeah, you can definitely experiment a lot more there, and that can that can help improve things. Okay. Um, to that, to uh, that, another question. Actually, I want yeah. to ask, like, did based on the fact that it's using like the last three months of revenue. How does seasonality play on that? Uh, well, again, this is the thing. If you've been running your website for you know twelve years or something, then you're going to have twelve years of financials. That's that's fine. A lot of websites, you know, they've they've only been going like a year and a half, and the last like you know year has been or last six months has been really effective. So, you know, if you're obviously if you're running a a, a website about like skiing or you know selling Christmas jumpers or something, 
you know, your revenue in July is probably going to be pretty terrible. So people will take that into account. Uh, if you if you make you know ninety percent of your revenue in December and January, then you know they'll probably look at the December January numbers or average it out over the whole year. You know, mm-hmm. uh, instead. Um, so you know, the, again, these are not hard and fast rules. What what I was saying, the, those are more like the sort of principles and the way brokers and buyers will think about. Uh, buying a website or indeed buying any business it works the same way not just a website uh so one other thing i was going to say is um you know we're talking about increasing profitability is it's really important to have uh well put together and accurate financials and i know it can be a bit when you're starting a, a website um especially if you don't have a company incorporated and you know Maybe you've been using like your personal credit card to, uh, you know, pay for Upwork or, you know, some advertising expenses, and you know things can be a bit all over the place, um, and, and that's fine. That's quite normal. But you just have to be able to collate them all in, you know, like a, a spreadsheet and show like a monthly profit and loss. Um, and you know, of course, you'll have your Google Analytics in there. Your affiliate accounts will show how much money you're making in each. Um, uh, in each program, for example, but again, you got to be careful. Are you using the same affiliate account for multiple sites? If so, then that's going to make it tricky to show where the revenue, which revenue came from which site, unless you have you know good tracking set up properly, which a lot of people don't. Um, and you know, it's just going to make it harder and more difficult for the buyer, or potential buyer, to determine whether the numbers you're actually claiming are true are actually true and you want to basically have as little friction as possible there um, like the person who bought our uh, our agency um, he told me that he actually went through that whole process with like four or five other companies and they just didn't have their, their shit put together with that and it was very difficult to see where all the money was coming from and that was the reason he chose us over them um, so from, you need like, to do it from day one or like is there some kind of like time History you need to have. No, I mean it's. Of course, you don't need to be doing like full audited accounts from day one. That wouldn't make sense. But you know, when you start to think about selling, um, then start to think about getting these in order. Again, a lot of the data you can easily go back and pull. You know, just go through your online banking statements for the last year and you know check your PayPal. All this, the data is already there. It's just pulling it together. Is is a bit time consuming. So when you're starting to get ready to sell, that's when you want to be be doing this. But even if not, you know, um, it, it can be very useful. Like let's say you have multiple sites, it can it can be very useful to actually start doing individual uh, profit and loss for accounts for for each website. You know, not that you're going to re- be reporting that to the IRS or the tax authorities or whatever. You report that like for your whole business. But it lets you see which of your sites are really making money, which which are really you know on the way up, which are on the way down, and it gives you a much better sense of how your business actually businesses or sites are actually performing, and that can be really useful for you know decision making purposes. Like, what should you focus more on? What should you cut your losses on? What should you you know what should you be doing next month? Uh, because without access to that data, then you're you're just kind of going off of a okay, not not just an estimate, but like a 
not just a guess, but like a, an, an estimate based on a lot of intuition and feeling about how things are going. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, how accurate do you need to be when you, um, when you do that, when you prepare these financials and prepare all of that? Like, uh, does it depend on the buyer or like, is there some kind of industry standard of how accurate you need to be? Uh, I'm sure it depends on the buyer a lot, but in general, like it's close to a hundred percent. Um, I mean, think of it this way. If I'm going to buy a website and you know, someone says, Oh, okay. I make 10,000. The website makes $10,000 per month. Uh, you know, 5,000 off of ads, 5,000 off of affiliate. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. great. Show me your, you know, AdSense account. And the AdSense account says like 3,200 a month. And the affiliate thing says something similar. I'm like, well, you know, there's a 30% gap here. Um, what's going on? And like, oh, well, you know, if there's some story evolves in there. Basically, that's like a massive warning sign. And as we talked about earlier, buying and selling companies is all about, or websites is all about confidence. Like how confident are you that the numbers that are presented are accurate? And if anything creeps in there that would sort of uh, put you off or um, you know erode this confidence, then that can be a massive, massive problem and make it much, much more difficult to, to sell or you know decrease your valuation uh, significantly. So yeah, I would you know if anything underestimate how much you you, you make because it will if it will come up and people go through the, your financials in exquisite detail and you need to be able to uh, you need to be able to show that you've been ac- accurate completely through throughout all of that okay so how do people do that properly like we've talked about the principles like all of that like how do you how would you do it well there's actually a couple of other points that we need to to, to mention okay. as well, um, and um, the, one is diversification of traffic and sales. Um, you're not think of it this way: if a hundred percent of your income comes from selling one product, which is all comes from search traffic, say you know all the traffic comes through search, mm-hmm. then what happens if something happens? It happens to there's a Google update and you know you lose half that traffic. Then you know the business value essentially gets cut in half. So there's a risk factor there, um, and you know that's why it's very important to have your traffic, to have your search traffic, social traffic, paid traffic, email. Just focus a little bit on everything. And okay, you're all you, you never. I'm not saying like split them all evenly. That's not re- really realistic. I know in some of our sites still, you know, like search is like 90% the um, the traffic or whatever. But you know, have other channels and work on other channels as well to diversify where your income's coming from or where your traffic's coming from, and similarly where your income's coming from. So don't just rely on you know. AdSense or like one thing, like do some affiliate offers, create your own products, do do these things as well. Um, and now you don't have to do everything I said there, but again, these are the factors which is gonna which are gonna a make it easiest to sell and b get you the most most money. And um, you know, if I wanted to start selling, 
um, uh, a website, the first thing I would do, well, aside from you know trying to maximize the the value and checking that all my financials in order and stuff, is think about um, how you're going to hand that business over to a new owner. Um, generally, if you started the site from scratch, there's going to be a lot of processes and a lot of things which you do, which you probably just don't even think about. You just do every month on autopilot, and uh, that's that's how it gets done. But a new owner coming into that is going to need to really know how the business operates, and you know it's going to need some good um, understanding of the day-to-day processes. So you can. Um, uh, you should essentially try and create like a process manual for your entire business. So, you know, it, your content production process, how, who writes the content? How do you decide what content to write? How does it get published? Um, that's, you know, it's not a massively complicated process, but it's something you should explain and document somehow so that you can literally just give this document to the new owner and they can pick it up and be like, oh, okay. You know, I'll, that's that's how this works. And then, if they need to refer back to it, they have this this document. Um, same for things like content promotion. By the way, all these processes are pretty well documented in Authority Hacker Pro, so you should totally sign up for that if you want to improve that. Um, shameless plug. <laughs> um, but there there's uh, tools you can also use to sort of map it out in your head. I haven't used this one specifically, but uh, someone recommended it. It's called Sweet Process. Um, it's like a process mapping um, tool, um, which is apparently very good for this this kind of situation. Um, and but this whole thing forces you to sort of systematize your business. And when you systematize your business, you can outsource it, and you can have other people do it. So even if you're not selling a business, you should always be thinking to in your mind like how how can I do this? You know, how can I systematize? my processes how can i outsource this process how can that frees up your time and it stops you becoming the bottleneck uh in your own company which is a very very common thing um as as a website or a company starts to starts to take off yep you're telling that to a guy that's still doing the <laughs> facebook updates you know <laughs> uh, exactly so yeah check out that sweet process tool <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay so, so- if you do if you do all of these things well, it can literally mean you will get twice as much money for the same business versus if you do all of these things badly. If a new owner is going to have to figure everything out, if you know you haven't really maximized your value so much, I mean, it could be very easy for a new owner to come in and do it. But if you if you haven't shown that it can be done, and if you haven't shown them, um, you know, diversified traffic and income and accurate financials. You know, uh, you you can expect like half as much money for that. So it's worth putting in the effort to do this properly if you're intending to sell. And it's worth thinking about and doing some of these things, even if you're not, because it's going to help you make better decisions and run a better, more efficient business. Do you need to like support the new owner on these processes? Uh, yeah, usually there's a sort of one month for a website. There's like a one month kind of handover period where. You know, uh, you'll agree a certain amount of, uh, you know, like support. Uh, it, it can be, you know, um, explained and like, oh, I'll give you 20 hours of support or I'll give you, I'll answer any question via email for one month plus, mm-hmm. you know, beyond that, you can set, uh, you can just not, not 
offer anything or you can set like a flat fee to, you know, if they want to talk to you beyond that one month, they'll have to pay you, you know, $200 per hour or something like that. So, I mean, it obviously depends on the size of the website and the business and all that kind of stuff. But Yeah, you don't want to make it too cheap so they just use you all the time. Yeah, and but generally, um, you need to have that handover period because there will always be questions um, which pe- people have, just things you forgot to put in your process manual, and you know things which which come up, which you you know maybe happen a, once a quarter, which you you haven't dealt with in a couple of months, and you maybe forgot to mention the, the, these kind of things. But um, generally, I think most people are quite helpful when um, when you know the new owner needs to needs to know something. So. Yeah. Cool. Um, I guess the supporting also depends on the marketplace, and I think that is a good occasion to talk about which marketplaces people can go to. You know. Yeah. So I mean, the the most or the the biggest marketplace, uh, at least I think it's the biggest one in terms of quantity of of listings, would have to be Flippa. Flippa dot com. Um, they they're not just for selling sort of authority sites, but the, the, you can even buy sort of like domains with that site find them and you know all this kind of stuff on there so there's it's quite a broad broad selection and to be honest uh quite a lot of crap on there as well from what i've heard um like you get a lot of these sites you know adsense sites that are making 250 bucks a month but have some pbn behind them supporting them and then they cut all the pbn links after (laughs) after they made the sale right exactly so you 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 know you got to be got to be a little careful with that okay um Uh, what else Flip, Flipper, um, it has like a, I actually checked, so the listing fee is like $19, but they also have a 10% success fee. So whatever you sell it for in Flipper, um, 10% of that price goes to Flipper. Uh, 10% is very common. That's like pretty much the average, which any broker, even like a high-end broker, will, will probably take about 10% of your, um, your, your sale value as their sort of broker fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and... With Flippa and with the others, they they tend to use sort of escrow systems where, you know, you transfer the domain to a third party, and then the buyer transfers the money to that same third party, and then the third party gives both to each. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what the um, broker does essentially. Yeah, well, that, that's what the escrow does. Okay. Broker and the escrow is not necessarily the same person. Okay. Um, generally, you use an escrow company. Uh, I think Flippa has the whole thing built into their their system. I've never actually sold a site using Flippa, so I'm not 100 percent sure of that. But no, they, I mean, I I sold a site like a few years ago, yeah. and they had nothing. But maybe it's okay. different now. Um, but I mean. Maybe for like lower end things, yeah, you, okay. you don't need a broker. But definitely for if you have a big site, like for sure use a use an escrow. Um, so we actually the the broker we use to sell our old agency on is called uh, Digital Exits, DigitalExits dot com, and again they take around ten percent fee, um, which is pretty reasonable. Um, and I find that they're more of like a higher high end, higher value. If you just have like a you know a two hundred dollar a month site, they're probably not going to be interested. But anything sort of uh, five figures and above, definitely get in touch with them. They're um, they're they're really good. Um, and they are my experience with with them was 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 flawless. Actually, I was really impressed. Um, even though at the time I thought our company would be quite difficult to sell due to various things, uh, they, you know, literally in two weeks they had found like three or four different buyers 
who were interested. So yeah, it was pretty pretty good. And another big one um, is Empire Flippers. Mm-hmm. EmpireFlippers.com. I think they actually charge a little bit more. It's about fifteen percent. But they're sort of like a hybrid between a broker and a marketplace. Um, uh, from what I understand, at least you you sort of submit your site on there, and then there's like a pre-approved list of of buyers who who are going to be checking it out. It's not like an open marketplace in the same way Flippa is. Um, at least at least that's how I think it works. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think no, I think that's that's how it works. You need yeah. to pay to see some listing to to see the domain, but they have some kind of public information about each listing you know yeah so that that's a quite an important thing as well is uh because you know if you're publishing your financials and all the information about how your business works then you know competitors can just look at that and you know then use that to (laughs) defeat you um without buying your company um so a lot of these um the brokers especially and even flippa you know you can protect your actual domain um without revealing that so people can't you know end up copying you um until they like commit to a certain part of the process and they've sort of put deposits down and all this kind of stuff so yeah there are safeguards in there but just just consider that as well yep uh let's talk about the selling process i talk about like how this actually works in real life and how you know you get this done if you're interested in actually going to these marketplaces Okay, so uh, the first is to advertise your site. Um, you know, I, I'm assuming by the way that you've gone through all the optimization process I talked about before, got your financials in order and all that kind of stuff. It is you need to advertise your site, and usually that involves putting together some kind of like um, stat pack or you know a report or sort of like. Uh, prospectus essentially of that you can give to potential new buyers who can read through that and really get a full understanding about what they're what they're buying um so in some cases your broker can prepare that for you um if you're using a broker or if you're doing it on flippa you need to sort of write all that out yourself but from what i've heard like one of our friends just sold a site on on flippa and he said that he got 30 times multiple for it and the reason he he said the main reason um, that he he thinks he got that is because he put together such a detailed prospectus of just everything, all the details he could find, screenshots of everything, all the analytics, all the reports, all that, and you know he consequently got a lot of interest. So, you know, advertise it as best as you can. Um, as I said before, be accurate in the numbers. Um, answer questions to you know potential buyers when you when you post a listing quickly and fully um and on flipper they have a system for asking questions and if you can respond to that really quickly it really makes a big difference um same with you know if you're working through a broker the broker will often pass on an email with a bunch of questions just get back to them the same day make it priority and you know these little things show that you're serious about selling and you you know you've run your company well and it'll increase the confidence they have in, in buying it um, so yeah, the pre- preparation is basically the the most important bit there. When you do come to sort of start negotiating a, a price, um, and um, you know, you're usually it depends who's buying and selling. Uh, if you're using a broker, you'll always get you know lowball offers, and you'll get um, you know people trying to 
start low and then you start high and you, you meet somewhere in the middle, you know, the usual thing when you're buying or selling anything. Um, it works a bit differently on Flipper depending on how you do it because I think you can set like a buy it now or like an auction type system. It's like eBay basically. Yeah, with the reserve prices and, and all that. So you you need to think about a, l- a little bit about how you're going to do that. Um, so after you, so you, you then agree, so you advertise the site, you then agree on a price with, with the buyer or a buyer, you know, buys it on, on, on Flippa meets, meets the, meets the listing price, uh, or wins the auction. Um, often there's going to be like, a uh, if you're going through a broker or some kind of in your larger site as well, some kind of like due diligence phase where, uh, as I said, it happened to us, like a third party company would, will, you know, go through all your details, analytics, bank account information, financials, just verify everything. Um, this, the same process happens when you know big companies are doing mergers and acquisitions. You know, it's not just just for for websites. This um, and it just verifies everything's as it should be. And if it is, then the sale proceeds. And there's uh, you know contracts are drawn up, signed, and um, there's usually, as I said, usually an escrow process. And then yeah, that's it. You, you have a month of support, and then you can go and spend your winnings. <laughs> Okay, well, um, I think that is a good breakdown of the way you should be considering to sell a website. I think what's important is like when you consider selling your website, you end up asking yourself the questions you should be asking yourself when running your site anyway. Like, you know, how much money am I making? Uh, am I doing things I shouldn't be making? I have a domain, have I documented everything? And documenting everything is pretty boring. Um, so I understand that usually you, you'd rather do than document. But yeah, I think uh, I think it's uh, I like it for that reason. I think it's uh, uh, it's really good that people actually do that. So yeah, uh, I mean, like we it happened to us. Like Health Ambition, the site we use uh, as example all the time, and um, Authority Hacker is yeah. We we actually considered selling it like some time ago now, but we 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 were like, okay, yeah, we basically agreed, let's sell it, and then we're like, okay, so to sell it, we need to do all these things. Then we started doing all these things, and then it started making like quite a lot more money. And like you know, it was the the trend was always like, well, maybe we don't want to sell it anymore. So yeah, and we're basically still doing that. Yeah, essentially, that drove a lot of uh, growth. So it can be quite useful to as even just as an exercise to say like, okay, if I want to sell my site, what are the things I need to do? And that can help you to come up with ideas for what you should be doing. Yeah, uh, and you just care more about profit. Than traffic and all these other things, because you know the only thing that really counts is the is the revenue of the site, like not how many visits you have, not how many emails you have, not any of these vanity metrics. It really focuses on the core, which is how much money you make, you know. Yep. And uh, and I think a lot of people forget that very often. Um, but anyway, that was a pretty long podcast. So, do you have anything to ask to us? Yeah, just one final thing is that we've, we're starting to do these, um, ask me anything podcasts. So, uh, if you want to ask Gail or I a question, it can be about internet marketing, um, you know, growing your site, uh, even something personal, cooking French food, that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah um, then go to authorityhacker.com forward slash ask and you can ask us a question. We've just actually recorded a full podcast answering one guy's question about how we spend our days um but you know we'll probably do more in future where we're answering you know a bunch of different questions in in an episode uh so yeah authorityhacker.com forward slash ask and uh look forward to seeing your questions
Cool. Then we'll wrap it up and we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Authority Hacker Podcast. If you enjoyed this show, don't forget to rate us on iTunes and send us a screenshot on authorityhacker.com slash bonus to claim your free premium Authority Hacker training.